Uh, good morning. It's lovely to have people uh, back in the building. I have to say that. It's a very unusual and strange moment whenever you normally stand a little further down um, on a Sunday morning um, and speak to a camera. Um, and everybody else in the building is perfectly quiet. Uh, so it's lovely to have smiling. You are smiling, aren't you? Uh, faces back up because I can't quite see them. But welcome here on this Easter Sunday, a day that is filled with hope. Not only in the sense of we think and we see light at the end of the tunnel as we come out of um, this current lockdown, but the hope that is contained in the fact that it is Easter Day, that Christ is risen. We're going to declare that uh, in a few moments um, loudly um, uh, from below our masks. Uh, obviously, uh, but it's one of those great rousing cries of the church. This is one of my favourite mornings, actually, uh, to hear uh, the voices and cry that he is risen indeed. Alleluia. Um, let's just pray as we begin. Father God, we thank you uh, that you are present with us. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you are, your hand is upon us, um, your guide and your protection is with us. Today, your spirit dwelling in us and around us, bring us your challenge, bring us your comfort, speak into our situation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so, our uh, rising cry is going to go on the screen, um, and we, uh, if you respond uh, with the words that are on the screen. So, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let's try that again. Christ is risen. Fantastic. Um, and this is how he showed his love amongst us, that he sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. So as we welcome you into this building, we welcome those who join us online uh, this morning as well. As we gather to celebrate this hope. We're going to watch a short video um, that describes what hope is all about. Last year, across the UK, we saw people putting up pictures of rainbows in their windows, on their walls, as their phone screensavers, even on car stickers. A rainbow for Christianity symbolises a beacon of hope. After a storm, the sky becomes much clearer and a rainbow may appear. It's fair to say we've been in a storm recently, otherwise known as COVID-19, a storm that seems never ending, but there is hope. Like everything over the past year, yet again, we face a different Easter on one of the most joyous days in the Christian calendar. We yet again, face the prospect of being apart, but there is something that unites us, hope in Jesus. This week it's Easter, and in the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have real grounds for hope. After the greatest storm, the judgment of the cross, the humiliation, the roars of crucify him, crucify him, Jesus conquered death for you and for me. It sounds silly that hope can be found through the death of Christ, but that's exactly it. He didn't die. He
he rose again. When darkness falls, it won't prevail because the God we serve only knows how to triumph. God will never fail. Hope, a four-letter word that means many things to many people, yet as Christians we cling on to hope, for our hope is that death is not the end. Like today, the cross was a dark place, but it's because of Easter Sunday that we rejoice, for Jesus knew this world isn't all there is. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. We can face any day and anything this pandemic throws at us. So let's face it together in the name of Jesus. Uh, we're going to lead into the first um, of our interviews today. Um, trying to work out whether we were back in person or not in person. Uh, so we were trying to uh, do a double dent uh, in a sense uh, to make sure uh, and be uh, safe uh, throughout it all. So uh, we put together a number of little interviews um, and our reporter is a gentleman called Mark uh, Madole uh, and I let Mark uh, lead off. And throughout the rest of our service, we're going to hear uh, different uh, points from Mark. The pandemic has been a difficult time for everybody. But as Easter approaches, uh, we want to think about hope uh, for the Christian church. Today, I'm hitting the streets of Lisburn to talk to various members of our congregation to see what hope means for them. Good morning. Uh, we're here today on Cloverdale Road with the Perrys. I'm just going to ask them a few questions now. So the first question, folks, is... What has been most difficult about lockdown? Probably not being able to get out of the house and not seeing the grandchildren. Uh, that would be the worst part. Partly yeah, all the usual problems we had of getting food at some stage, at the early stages with the people going mad and so forth. But really not being able to see our, our, our family would have been the worst part. Okay, and uh, the second question, though, I think maybe we'll know the answer is, what are you most looking forward to? Getting out and about again, yes. Um, maybe taking the grandchildren out, you know, because we haven't really been anywhere, you know, we haven't. Okay, yeah, and then what gives you hope at the moment uh, when we're watching the news or anything like that? Well, obviously the vaccine seems to have uh, have been having a, a very positive impact on the uh, the situation at the moment and hopefully as many people as possible will take it and uh, get us out of this situation it'll probably be around for a year or two uh, and uh, perhaps getting away on a holiday at some stage we our 50th wedding anniversary is in September and we had planned on going away but it's not looking terribly hopeful at the minute but you never know we might make it you never and then just lastly, obviously, Easter is a time of hope, a story of hope. Uh, how does the Easter story or faith in Jesus give you hope? Well, during the first lockdown, Margaret was quite ill and uh, was having chemotherapy and what have you. And we had a lot of people praying for us and we feel that that, uh, plus the, the skills of the medical people brought us through it. 
Okay. Well, thank you very much, folks. Uh, happy Easter. <laughs> thank you, and the same to yourselves. I hope we'll see you on Sunday. Mindful as we come into God's presence today, uh, we come um, to say sorry for the things that we've done wrong, to lay ourselves bare before him at the foot of a cross and to invite his forgiveness um, into our lives. We join together with the collect for purity as it comes on our screens. Almighty God, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So hear what our Lord Jesus Christ said. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to intercede for us in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. And so we pray together, Almighty God. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may walk in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. So may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, over the last uh, couple of weeks, there's been lots of uh, parents, uh, grandparents, uh, carers, uh, filming um, lots of different little faces uh, and we're going to hear uh, their interpretation of the Easter story now. The third person who'll go around making a racket, I always know. They don't call me a librarian's best friend for nothing. Derek, is that you? What are you doing out here making such a commotion? A commotion? Me? It wasn't me. It, it was that lot. They're making the commotion. Particularly that one. Yeah, I've got my eye on you. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. He's a bit wound up at the minute. You see, we're part of the Neighbourhood Watch. Maybe we can get all these people here to help us with our inquiries. How about we tell them what happened? Fine, we'll do that, okay. All right, everyone. It started, well, about a week ago. I was just doing my crossword, as you know, I do every, every week, and when suddenly I heard this, this noise, I couldn't work out where it was coming from, but I spied out my window, and then I saw them, a big crowd, cheering. <laughs> And they were waving pans! <laughs> Pams, Dave, we've been over this before. They were waving palm branches. 
Oh, my bad, Derek, my bad. Although I am right in thinking some of them were laying their boats on the street, weren't they? Coats, Dave. They were laying coats on the street for that Jesus fella. makes more sense. Although, not that much more sense. Why on earth were they laying their coats on the ground? Dave, it's like I said, it was for that Jesus. It was a sign of respect. Oh yes, that's right. And they were shouting all sorts as well, weren't they? Oh yes. Yes, that was it. And, and what was the other one? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I think I even heard some people shouting Hosanna! 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 Absolute nonsense if you ask me, Dave. People thinking this Jesus was a messiah riding into town on a donkey. He's hardly going to lead the charge against the Romans, is he? On a donkey! I don't know about that, Derek. I thought there was something special <laughs> about him. Well, the religious leaders certainly didn't think so. They were furious with him. what they said. This is terrible. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is a disgrace. Come on Jesus, your follower can't say things like that. Jesus didn't care about their religious leaders complaining about him. Oh no he didn't. He just turned around and he said if the crowds keep quiet then the stones will cry out instead. <laughs> the stones Derek, the stones. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> They weren't the only ones. I didn't have a clue. Honestly, I was at a loss. I could not get rid of this crowd. You know, I tried to drive them off with the old stick, you know, a couple of whacks, but they, they didn't care. And then I got a big bucket of water out and I tried to soak them, but they wouldn't budge. It was only when that Jesus moved on that we finally got a bit of, well, a bit of normality around here. I don't know if normality is quite the right word, Derek. Oh, no. You see, Jesus, he was all over Jerusalem. He was saying amazing things. He was doing the most unbelievable miracles. It was incredible. Yes, yes, yes. But more importantly, he stayed away from our street and we could finally get some peace and quiet. Well... At least till the end of the week anyway. Oh yes, the end of the week mm. when the crowds came back. Although they weren't cheering this time, were they Derek? They oh were no, they weren't up. cheering. They were booing. could turn so quickly. Well, the religious leaders, they, they hardly held matters, did they? They, they went around whispering in the crowd's ears and, and really riling them up. Mm. Jesus is a troublemaker. Do you hear what he says? He's a liar. They say he's planning a rebellion. The son of God, that's what he said. How dare he? Something's got to be done. Did you hear, Derek, that it was one of his own followers who betrayed him? 
apparently he led the guards right to him. Aye, and then they dragged him to, to some religious court and then off the Pilate. That, that's the Roman governor in charge around this place. And Pilate, he could understand why the crowd was so upset. I don't understand this. This man has done nothing wrong. He's a troublemaker. Get rid of him. Crucify him. Pilate didn't know what to do, did he, Derek? No. He didn't think Jesus was guilty, but he also didn't want to anger the crowd. No, so then, well then he had a brilliant idea. He decided that he would offer up a prisoner to be freed. Either Jesus or Barabbas. We want Barabbas, we want Barabbas, we want Barabbas. Let's hear you. Barabbas, Barabbas. Barabbas, 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 Barabbas. Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. Hear that, Pilate? Free Barabbas. Free Barabbas. Come on, everyone. Louder! It didn't make sense. I mean, Barabbas, he had done some terrible things. Whereas Jesus, all he did was help people. You're right, Dave. I think it's safe to say Pilate's plan had backfired. He had had enough. I wash my hands of this. Do what you want with this Jesus. And the crowd, they wanted him killed. The Roman guards, they whipped him and dragged him through the streets. Bad business. Bad business indeed. And all the while the crowds, they jeered and mocked Jesus. They nailed him to the cross and he hung there between two common thieves. He didn't deserve that, Dave. I know I said he was a nuisance, but he never did anything to deserve that sort of punishment. There was an odd feeling all over the city when he was there hanging on that cross. Like somehow everyone knew a terrible thing was being done. And the oddest thing happened when he died. The whole city went dark. Never seen anything like it. Aye, it was unsettling all right. There were odd reports coming in all day about strange things happening over town. But eventually it went back to normal and the peace and quiet returned. Just the way I like it. Wait, wait, Derek, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Derek? What? what is that noise? He's alive, he's alive. Jesus is alive! Right, that's it. Dave, I've had enough. That is a clear violation of the noise regulations 32, which clearly hey, states, Derek, Derek, will you be quiet? What? Slow down, what are you talking about? The tomb is empty, Jesus is alive. That's not possible. The man guarding the tomb probably just moved his body. No, they haven't. An angel appeared, the guards fainted, we screamed, but the angel told us not to be afraid. Jesus has risen. Wait a second. Jesus did say he would rise again. He did. Well, this must be true. Let's go. Would you look at that, Dave? Look at that! They are quite clearly running through a zone march, walking only. Walking only, Dave! This this is a disaster. A disaster? Yes! A disaster, Derek. Are you serious? For goodness sake, have you not been listening to any of this? If Jesus is alive, that means all of his miracles, well, they weren't just cheap tricks, but instead it means that he was telling the truth all along when he said that he was the Son of God and that he had come to show us the way. This, this is most certainly not a disaster. In fact, Derek, this is the best day ever. Come on, we have to go and tell people all about it. Come on, Derek. You're right, Dave. I'm, I'm right behind you, just like...
I need to finish the wee logbook here now. Uh, let me see, uh, what will I put down? Oh, I need to make sure I have a clear note of the running disturbance. Yes, let me just add that in, or... Yes, now. And then the... Oh, who cares? This is too big a deal. I've got to go and tell everyone, Jesus! Jesus is alive! Ho! Oh! I think we can all agree that that was an excellent video. A video that lasts 15 minutes, as you know, does not take 15 minutes to make. And there were certainly lots of people in the background doing a lot of work. So we'd like to thank Anne McDowell for all of her work in the background and our journalist Mark, but also to Wilson who edited our complete video. I don't even want to know how long that took. So thank you so, so much for all who contributed to that. Our passage this morning is taken from Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 1. And it says this, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed with like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you that he was while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because these words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. A lot can happen in three days. Um, a lot can happen in three days. Um, as we phrase um, that I've been pondering over the last wee while, a lot can happen in three days. Um, time flies. That's a wee phrase we use as well, isn't it? Time flies. Whenever you're enjoying yourself, uh, you don't see time uh, passing by. Whenever I was a child, I remember my, going to visit my granny on a Sunday afternoon and she used to say, oh, uh, whenever you get older, time goes faster. And as a child, I used to think, how's that possible? Um, and in terms of scientific research, it's not possible. But actually, it is possible, isn't it? Time does seem to go faster. Um, and then at some stage in our lives, it starts to slow back down again. Um, and maybe that's where we found ourselves over the last wee while. We found maybe that whilst time seems to go fast, there's also a period during all of this pandemic and this lockdown where time has went really slowly. I don't know about you, but I found this lockdown uh, a little bit harder than the first lockdown. 
uh, I found the first one, uh, the weather was better. Um, you went out for more walks. You kind of bumped into more people. You, you had a little bit more conversations, even though they were that little bit farther away. At this time over the winter, whenever the nights were darker, the days were drearier uh, and less human um, contact, I find that a lot harder. Um, I think Shirley might say, if we were to stay in lockdown much longer, I could explode um, sometimes uh, with the frustration that's in me. You might get it that I'm a kind of a social being. Um, I like to talk. I like to meet people. And so whenever we think about this, a lot can happen in three days. Good Friday, as we heard and as we know, was that day, the darkest day of all of history. And in a sense, yesterday, the Saturday in between Good Friday and Easter Day is a day of waiting. It's kind of a dark day. It's a day where many of us even, as we go about our daily business, those of us who know Jesus, who love Jesus, those of us who carry a sense of God within us, it's a, it's a strange day. It's a dark day. We know that hope is coming. We know something else is going to happen, but yet it's a day that's in between. Those first disciples, those who were at the cross with Jesus, how did they feel on that Good Friday whenever everything around them stopped? The sun stopped, darkness fell over the whole earth. Everything that they'd hoped for and the expectation that was contained within them had now ceased because Jesus was dead. Saturday for them must have been the darkest day, a day where their hearts sank and where time effectively stopped and dragged. And then we read uh, from Luke today. On the first day of the week, fairly early in the morning, the woman took spices they prepared to the tomb. They went to prepare the body, as was their custom. And they found that the stone was not there. The tomb was empty. Jesus had gone. And whenever they turned around, Two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the woman bowed down with her faces to the ground. I think I might have as well. <laughs> um, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? You see, they were looking for Jesus in the wrong place. I wonder, where are you looking for him today? Are you looking for him in the hope that is contained that churches have reopened today? Are you looking for him in the hope that is contained that we seems to be light at the end of this tunnel? Are you looking for him in, in, in a past experience that you've had of him? Or are you looking for the one who is alive today? 
the one who is present in this very moment, walking with you in your moment and in your situation. Why do you look for Jesus? Why do you look for the living among the dead? They said. A lot can happen in three days. A lot can happen in three days. Death can be defeated. Life can be restored. Hope can be given. You see, often we find Jesus in the silent waiting. It's not in the hustle bustle. It's not in the big experiences. It's in the silent waiting. As those disciples waited on that dark Saturday for the Sunday morning that they didn't know what was yet to come, they waited. And as they waited, Jesus appeared to them. You find him in the quiet waiting in the unhurried moments of life. But, James, whenever I try to take those unhurried moments, I get distracted. Whenever I try to sit down to pray or sit down to read my Bible, whenever I try to sit down and, and ponder and wonder about the things of God, I, I become deeply distracted and my mind can't concentrate and so I give up. Do you know, I would love... <laughs> One thing I've noticed, right, over the last number of days especially, as the as days have got a little bit better this week, the number of people who run down the Kirkwoods Road is incredible, right? Now, they are um, athletic, they are fit, and some of them are exceptionally fast. And I would love to be like that. But do you know what? I love my crisps and buns a little bit too much to be like that. And so if I want, truly, truly want to be like that, truly, truly want to be an athletic runner, then I'm going to have to discipline myself and work hard to get there. Why do we believe that we don't need to work and discipline ourselves and the distractions around us to see Jesus clearly? Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? This Easter Sunday, let's look for Jesus in the right place. Let's set our hearts, our faces into a place of discipline so that we can see Jesus more clearly. As I said a couple of weeks ago, um, one of the things that everyone seems to remark on whenever they come into this building for the first time is the cross that's at the front. It's the kind of the standout feature within this building. The cross is a place of pain and of torture, but yet a place of beauty to those who believe. We know what happened on Good Friday. We've heard it already in our service today. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for each one of us. And on Sunday, Three days later, because a lot can happen in three days, he rose again. Death could not hold him. Life's final enemy cannot contain him and cannot contain those who trust in him either. So why do you look for the living 
amongst the dead, preacher included. Let's look in the right place for Jesus. Not in a past experience or in some misclouded judgment of what it could be, but let's look for him right now, right here, as he is present with us, opening our hearts and our minds that the risen Christ would bring life to each one of us and in bringing life to us that we might discipline ourselves to walk with him and become true disciples like he wants. And we do that in all of our limitations. <laughs> but know this, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Scriptures tell us that he knows that full well. He's the one who knit you together. And he's the one who knows you. So why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are indeed risen today. Risen and present with us. And so we pause. We pause in this moment to invite you into our present circumstances, whatever they might be. That the power, the power of the risen Christ would work in those situations through his will and for his glory. Help us to carry hope with us today into our situations, our families, our homes, our streets, our community. Give us new eyes to see you clearly, ears to hear you attentively, hearts to love you, Do not pray this to a God who is dead, made of wood or stone, carved by human hands to sit on a mantelpiece today. Pray this to the one who is alive, who is well, and who is at work in our lives and in the lives of this community. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. We're still on Cloverdale Road here and we're going to have a little chat with the bars. So uh, first question, the same as before, what has been the most difficult thing about lockdown? I think for me and for us, the most difficult thing has been um, just having to adapt to a whole new way of life and, and not being able to go where you want, when you want and, and having to sort of abide by restrictions that we're hearing on the news um, daily or weekly. Yeah, and then a uh, question for all of you this time. What are you most looking forward to? Well, I'll go first. Um, for me, and probably most women in the country, I'm looking forward to the hairdressers opening again, to tame our fringes. And I'm also looking forward to trying to find a debating society locally for kids because Jessica and Lucia have um, developed a, a really fine talent of not have been able to agree on anything. So I think it would be great for them to join a, a debating society locally. Okay, great. And girls, what are you most looking forward to? Probably throwing a party and everyone coming around to <laughs> celebrate COVID being over. Uh-huh. Probably meeting up with my friends. Yeah, okay, brilliant. And then third question just is, uh, what gives you hope at the moment if we're watching TV or looking around us, what gives you hope? Um, I think, the things that give me hope are obviously seeing the infection rates coming down, the number of deaths coming down. Um, and I think over the last year that, that people, individuals and groups have, have been given the opportunity to, um, to to sort of not look inside themselves but to look out at the needs of others. Yep. And I think we've seen that through churches and community groups, individuals, you know, just where, where people have sort of helped in the community for people for those who are less fortunate or less well off in themselves. So I think that sort of, once COVID's over and life returns to normal, I'm hopeful that, that those acts of kindness will continue and we will sort of look at um, the needs of others and not just ourselves. And then lastly, um, Easter obviously for the church is a time of hope. Um, do you want to tell us something about how you found hope in Jesus? Yes, um, more, well, most recently the uh, life group that we've been taking part in um, I have found it a real source of comfort and of inspiration and one of the, the big takeaways from that for me was that we shouldn't just call on Jesus in times of challenging or challenges and in times of need that Jesus should be our first port of call for thanksgiving and um, to seek wisdom and strength to deal with difficult situations that life might throw at us. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, we're going to come to that part uh, in our service where we uh, celebrate um, the Holy Communion together. Um, as we've done in the past during this pandemic, um, we will celebrate, we will join in the liturgy. Um, congregation will receive by faith um, as I receive um, for you. Uh, and that's for a whole host of reasons uh, in terms of social distancing within uh, this particular uh, building. Uh, but on this Easter day, uh, we come to remember what this sacrifice of Christ was uh, on that first Easter and what it means for us in our lives today. 
So, Lord, yours is the greatness and the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty, for all things come from you and of your own we give to you. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. So, Father, Almighty and ever-living God, at all times and in all places, it is right to give you thanks and praise. Above all, we praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us. By dying, he destroyed our death. By rising, he restored our life. And so with all your people, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So blessed are you, Father, the creator and sustainer of all things. You made us in your own image, male and female, you created us. Even when we turned away from you, you never ceased to care for us. But in your love and mercy, you freed us from the slavery of sin, giving your only begotten Son to become man and suffer death on the cross to redeem us. He made there the one complete and all-sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. He instituted and his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks to you, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we do as Christ your Son commanded. We remember his passion and death, we celebrate his resurrection and ascension, and we look for the coming of his kingdom. Except through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, give, grant by the power of the life-giving spirit, that we had one in your holy church, partakers of the body and blood of your Son, that he may dwell in us and we in him through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom, with whom, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. And so as our Saviour Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and you brought us home, dying and living, he declared your love. He gave us grace, and he opened the gates of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope that you set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray together, Almighty God. 
Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spread to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Hello everyone, we're now uh, reporting from Mayfields here and we're talking to George Summers. So um, first of all, George, just do you want to tell us what has been most difficult about lockdown? Well, uh, I like to think most people, uh, the lack of um, contact with people, the personal contact with people is the biggest problem. And uh, I suppose boredom too. You can really do so much uh, decorating and gardening and so on. <laughs> I've done all that. Uh, but I suppose the lack of human contact, uh, face-to-face -face contact has been the biggest issue. And of course, in the last year, I, uh, well, I was involved in a charity for a long time, for 10 or over 10 or 12 years. And unfortunately, the charity um, succumbed to the, to the pandemic, which meant it stopped trading uh, through the lack of cash. And I lost a lot of contact with the beneficiaries of that charity and also the staff who worked in it. So. That, was, that has left a big void in the last year, so it has been, it's been challenging. Okay, um, secondly then, what are you most looking forward to as we hopefully come out of this? Well, I guess uh, it's getting back to uh, more regular contact with people um, through in the church and uh, also maybe meals out and uh, back to the golf club, uh, probably to play golf, although some people might say maybe I shouldn't bother but <laughs> I'm going to give that a go. And perhaps a short holiday, staycation, who knows. Uh, I have a daughter in uh, Australia. I haven't seen her for a few years and I miss her terribly. So uh, we might get a chance to go and see her or alternatively, she might come here. So that's something I would be hopeful of doing in the next 12 months or so. Okay, um, and then if we're looking around us at the moment, what gives you hope? If the news or whatever else if you're watching? Well, I think, uh, of course, the uh, vaccination programme seems to be going very well. The, the rollout is going well. Uh, the, uh, the, the actual infection rate seems to be going down at a fast rate, and I think that's all down to the credit of the government who organised the, uh, the rollout. And, of course, credit should be going to uh, to the doctors and scientists who have developed the vaccine. So we're very grateful to all those people. Um, yeah, okay, and then just finally, uh, obviously for the church, Easter is also uh, a time of hope. Um, could you tell us something about how you find hope in Jesus or in your faith? Well, I think uh, as Christians, you know, hope is a cornerstone of our day-to-day -day life and uh, also for the hereafter. Uh, so it, it's key to our future. So um, we focus on that. And uh, as I say, with Easter coming along now, uh, Jesus will give us a recharge of that hope and the expectation for the future. Okay. Thank you very much, George, and uh, happy Easter. Thank you very okay. much. We're now uh, reporting from Dromard Drive and we're speaking with the porters. Um, so uh, first of all, uh, folks, what's been the hardest bit about lockdown? 
not being able to see friends and family. Okay. For me, I have chronic illness, so I've been shielding for this whole year. So that has been really tough, not seeing family, friends, stuck indoors. That's been tough. Yeah. And then the nicer question, then, what are you most looking forward to? Play dates with my friends. Yeah, I'm seeing family and friends, hugs, plenty of hugs, coffee dates. <laughs> Anything else? No. So then if you're watching the news at the moment or listening to what's happening on the radio, what gives you hope at the moment? The numbers coming down, um, everybody getting their vaccines, a lot of hope. Isn't that right? Have you anything to add? No, just being able to have a wee light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And then just lastly, um, as believers in Christ, Easter is a time of hope. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how faith in Jesus gives you hope? Do you want to say? Well, just that he's definitely watching over us protecting us and then encouraging it isn't it that everything's going to be okay i'm happy with that just again light at the end of the tunnel every it's coming light is coming better days are coming ahead amen well happy easter folks happy easter happy easter hebrews 11:1 1 says that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see this has been Mark McDowell reporting from various places in Lisburn. Uh, so I just want to say a big thank you to anybody who's been involved in making this uh, possible today. Uh, the recording of those videos, the people who participated uh, and been interviewed for them, those who played all those roles. Um, there, might, there wasn't a cameo role for a donkey today. Imagine. Desperate. Um, you should have shoehorned that in somewhere. Um, but thank you to anybody who's played any part in making um, today a uh, success and even uh, preparing the church for reopening um, as well. I want to give you a, a thank you for that. Um, as you've noticed, uh, we're wearing, uh, I'm wearing a face mask today. Those are available. Um, suggested donation of £3.50. All proceeds will go um, to church funds. Um, you can get those um, today. Um, there'll be a basket for your free will offering and donations uh, on your way out. Uh, we are back uh, in person uh, and online uh, next week at um, 10.30. So please do uh, come uh, and join us um, again. I think that's all I have, isn't it? Uh, yeah, okay. So Sarah, Sarah looked at me and she said, well, that's her. I thought I've missed something that I haven't, but I haven't. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. um, so that's great um, so um, we're going to conclude our service um, today um, we just pause um, to allow the news that Jesus has risen that we carry that hope with us uh, before we exit these doors uh, or before we get up off our seats at home um, hope is alive Jesus is risen we are his presence carriers into the places, the situations, families, homes, streets that he has sown us and planted us into. So why do you look for the living amongst the dead? May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
and with the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.